The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked triumph? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who follow it. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your name. are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. We use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live in the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Thursday morning, and uh, if you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, top right side of the page there. You'll see that uh, all you got to do is hit the play, and that should bring up 
the live feed there from Rumble, which, by the way, if you want to go to Rumble, it's Sons of Liberty Radio Live over there. And we got some friends in the chat over there as well as across some other platforms. Glad to have you guys in there this morning. And then on the left side is Bradley's show from yesterday. If you missed that and you want to catch it, you can do that now. That'll be there until 3 o'clock, at which time he goes live on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Also at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, be sure to sign up for our email newsletter, and you'll be sure to get the uh, the Morning Show Archive, which anything you hear in the Morning Show Archive, you know, I get people all the time. They'll send me an instant message. They'll send me an email. Hey, where was that at? Where can I get that? Well, just be patient and go to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com when I post the archive. And all of that's in there, the videos, documents, articles, whatever we talk about, it's in there, okay? I, I uh, honestly, I know people want it instantaneous, and a lot of this stuff they could probably find with a simple internet search. I mean, they really could. Uh, it's not a difficult thing to find like some items are. But I like to package it up so people can share what they want to share out of it, or they can go back behind me, and they can look at it for themselves, and they can they can see what we're talking about. Uh, also, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, if you want to help us and you agree with our, our message, there's a donate button at the top of the page. And look, we do what we do because you help fund it, and you're only funding it as God's moving on your heart to do that. So if you want to help us and donate, there's a one-time donate button there, and then if you want to partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of Liberty, and you can set up that amount. Uh, There are some goodies in there. There's some discounts in the store, all this kind of stuff that goes on when you partner with us as a son or daughter of Liberty. You can do that also uh, on the top of the page, sonsoflibertymedia.com. And our store is available. Lots of products in there. Uh, This week we're highlighting Bradley's. Uh, grass doesn't work, and you can see sometimes, I don't know what it is with Squarespace, but sometimes the picture doesn't want to come up. So we're offering uh, Bradley's Grass Doesn't Work, The Rocks Do book, normally a donation of $11. This week you can get 35% off when you use the promo code ROCKS uh, at checkout in the store, okay? Promo code ROCKS, it's really easy, and uh, yeah, if you if you like Bradley, you're going to get him in a book form here. <laughs> so I guess, it's a, I guess it's a little different than... Uh, that it would be if you listen to him, but uh, that's available this week through Saturday at midnight. Now, real quickly, I uh, want to cover a couple of, you know, we're going to talk a- about the fact that the people are responding to the tyrants, and it is biblical. I mean, I mean that in the um, in the biblical fashion and in the sort of, I guess, sensationalized when people say it's going to be biblical, right? Um, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Nobel Peace Prize winning virologist has died after he declared it a crime to give COVID shots to children. Now, this was the guy who discovered the HIV, AIDS, right? He discovered that. And um, there are several things that he had done over the past couple of years. He had warned that the shots were creating all kinds of problems, the quote-unquote variants. This is what this guy did. Uh, Luke Montagna. I believe is how you pronounce his name. He was 89. We don't know the cause of his death yet, uh, but he had come out just days before in his last public speech and said, it is it is a crime uh, to give these to children. And um, so, yeah, you can and you can hear him there and the things of what he said. And this was the, the statement that he made uh, in Milan, Italy. He said, this vaccine does not protect at all. It's not even a vaccine. He should really correct that. It is recognized by the whole world. In fact, it favors other infections. The viral protein used for the mRNA 
in the the vaccine is toxic to the cells. It is a poison. There are many dead and many young athletes who have heart problems due to the vaccine. Many young athletes have died as a result of their vaccination. Vaccines should not kill but protect. It is an absolute crime to give these vaccines to children. And uh, he was also, you know, quoted by Dr. Richard Fleming as pointing out the spike proteins may contain genetic genetic sequences from HIV. Where did you hear that from, folks? That's right. You heard that, what, a year ago or more right here on the Sons of Liberty. Dr. Kevin Corbett said it. Kate Shimrania said it. We've had others point that out as well. This is not this this whole thing about AIDS coming out over the past what month or so is not something new. We were telling people about this. Okay, we were telling people about all this stuff. Also, sonsoflibertymedia.com, New Zealand protesters disobey the tyrants and continue to protest. Amen. They are doing that. And and check this out. I, I got a news clip for you um from New Zealand. And I just it's it's just beautiful, okay? You guys are going to love this. The New Zealand police commissioner asked for towing companies and the military to tow the trucks that are there. They've got their own convoy, and the other people are supporting them, and, they, and he gets ignored. Listen to this report. The problem is, at this stage, his ultimatum of towing those cars seems like a bit of a joke. He got up there and said, we will tow your cars, confiscate them even, arrest anyone that gets in police's way, and he's told these protesters their time is up, but he couldn't give any sort of hard deadline, possibly because in the very next breath, the police commissioner issued an appeal, a public plea for tow truck companies to come forward and help the police tow the cars away. He also admitted he'd called on the defence force to help him tow the cars away, but he never heard back from them. So what we have here is the police commissioner of New Zealand, our country's most senior police officer, publicly begging for someone to help him tow some cars. (laughs) What was that she said publicly big begging begging okay I thought she said digging at first she she's that pronunciation's a little publicly begging oh will somebody please come and tow these things so I can keep my word as the little tin hat tyrant that I am oh this is so you know it's 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 um this is glorious and by the way I'm going to show you some stuff in Canada I'm going to share with yeah I know it's begging <laughs> But she she has that accent, so it sounds like bigging. Uh, that's what I thought she said. Anyway, uh, it's it's just great because these guys are trying – Trudeau's trying to enforce it. Now, you've got some of the, the truckers and stuff. They've given their final notice that if you don't pull out of here, we're going to go get you, right? We're going to go take your stuff. We're going to steal your stuff under the National Emergency Act nonsense, which is to deal with terrorism, you know, it's to deal with people who are trying to kill other people and stuff. It's, I, it shows you just how desperate these people are. It shows you how desperate they are. Also, son, before we get into this, two more, two more stories. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com got this out this morning because i got to tell you, I've got a big day ahead of me. Um, I would appreciate your prayers. I'm not going to let you know what it is. I'll, I'll let you know what it is maybe tomorrow as as we move into things. But um, just keep me in your prayers that God would give me a, a sound mind um, to do what I need to do today, and uh, I would appreciate that very much. Uh, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, the cost of living in the U.S. is rising to absolutely absurd levels. Have you guys noticed that? You know, I, I've noticed it over time. 
you know, my wife will go get groceries and it's like you spend this amount of money and you come in with less and less and less. Uh, this is why I've, I, I've been saying and I've been preaching it to myself and I've got to do it too. And that is we need more self-sufficient people growing food on their own properties and yes, even if you're in a uh, like a small apartment or something like that, you got places around you can grow. You can find community uh, gardens and things like that. I know they have them. You can do those kinds of things. Also, uh, the Canadian truckers are winning. Yes, they are. Yeah, they are. I'm going to show you some of that in just a minute. Okay. Uh, there's a few videos that I want to play, and of course, you guys listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, um, you're going to you're going to hear. The narration. I'm gonna probably turn it down because I know these things are loud when they come on. This is from outside the Australian Parliament in Canberra. Um, again, people coming out. Whoa, that's really loud. Sorry about that, guys. Um, look at the people who are out now. For those of you who are on radio, you go. I can't see that. That's right. The entire mall leading up to Parliament is packed with people. There. This is a drone shot. Um, and it's just incredible. The truckers are out there. The their supporters are out there. Um, you know, people are even bringing their kids to this. You go, why would you bring your kids to this? Because it's their future on the line, isn't it? I mean, we're not at bloodshed yet. Yet, this is in Australia, and you can see they're out up under the trees too. If you look close enough, they're out up under the trees. I mean, <laughs> it's just. It's incredible that the people are out there. And, you know, the same things happen in Canada. Of course, we heard from the man-child Trudeau that, uh, oh, well, this is just a fringe, this is a fringe movement. This is uh, th- this is not the majority. This is the minority. And yet his, you know, you look at it, when the Mockingbird media, when they come out and they come on and talk about uh, some of the stuff that they talk about, especially when it comes to poll numbers and stuff, they usually give the tyrants good poll numbers, don't they? Trudeau is like, he's getting down close to single digits. He's he's doing it to himself, and the people see it. And the knuckleheads in their parliament over there in Canada, did they not get it? Have they not learned anything from history? No, they haven't learned anything from history. That's not all. That's not all. You're going to like this. This is from New York. This is outside the Canadian Embassy. Check this stuff out. Um, this this is this was going on. I think this was yesterday or the day before. I, for, I forget when it was. These are the people in New York. They're outside the Canadian Embassy, and they're protesting them. Because of what's going on there in Canada. I mean, this isn't a crowd like in Australia, that's for sure. Uh, but there is a significant number of people here on the streets who are protesting. And I'm telling you, when we protested Chick-fil-A, it was just me and my son and Brian. And then Suzanne came up and joined us from Georgia. And that's all we had. We didn't have a big crowd. But they were telling me, well, you were obviously, we were obviously making some kind of impact because people were coming by, giving us the thumbs up, and they were honking their horns, and they were supporting us and things of that nature. That's good. I'm glad. I'm glad. See, it doesn't take that majority. I'm, we're going to get to some of that when we reference Scripture. Uh, 
again, some of this fringe minority, some of these uh, people who are acting in illegal blockades, who are who are criminals, who we have to bring out the National Emergency Act. Check this out. This is one of those little people that Justin Trudeau and his cronies um, want to label in such a fashion and even threaten. You remember I played that the other day, threaten their families. Check this little girl out. She goes up to one of the police officers. I think this is one of the guys on the ground who's a pretty cool guy. He's, she gives him some flowers. And it looks like he says thank you. you could, I, I don't have the volume turned up, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't say that uh, in the midst of what's going on. This is Trudeau has threatened this little girl, too, by the way, when he said them and their families. That's what he's doing. On the other side of the border, over in Montana, our friends over in Montana, uh, this is what's going on over there. And this one's a very, very short one. Uh, but you got the cowboys out there who are standing on the other side of the border in support of what's going on. This is in Sweetgrass, Montana. And uh, you'll see that this is a much smaller video. Sorry about that. But um, I grabbed these as, as people popped them in. We've got some great friends on Telegram who dropped some great videos in there. And uh, you'll see they're supporting their Canadian brothers, too, uh, out there in Montana. And then I've got one final one. This is out of Israel. Now, consider, Israel is sort of the uh, incubator. It is the beta test Antichrist country. And it is an Antichrist country, okay? Don't let anybody tell you that that's God's people. No, it ain't. It's the devil's people uh, who are leading it. And um, this is, the people in Israel have had it too, because, man, they are like fully, doubly, triply, quadruply, whatever, vaxxed, shot, get whatever you want to call it. And they've seen a significant number of deaths and injuries from those things. Uh, they've, they've labeled it another holocaust. And uh, here they're out. Look at this. Check this out. Slow roll, baby. I want to play the, uh, what was that song? Lowrider. All my friends love a... You know what I'm saying? You got that little beat going on? Because that's what goes with this. And here they are. They've got their own convoy. And they're making a stand too. Because see, all of everything of what we do, understand this, is, is driven not only by fiat currency but by commerce, by commerce, which is money. Now, again, what does Jesus say? You're going to serve God or you're going to serve mammon or money. You're going to love the one and you're going to hate the other. And here are guys, look, I get it. We have to use money to do certain things and all this other, right? But the fact of the matter is, here's the people of Israel, some of the truckers in Israel, and they got supporters because they're up on the bridge watching them go through. And they're slow rolling. They're slowing down the traffic. And you can see some of the motorcyclists. They're trying to get through there. Oh, I've been on a motorcycle before. And uh, trying to get around stuff like that is just, it's just crazy. But here's the thing. You see what they're doing. Now, the tyrants will tell you what they're doing is illegal. And yet, we have a God-given right. It's not just in the United States Constitution. It is a God-given right. This is what you've got to get through your head. 
The Constitution is a man-made document. It, I don't care what anybody says. It is not inspired of God like the Scriptures are inspired. That's why it can be amended. Okay? It's not inspired like the Scriptures are inspired. It's not. It is a man-made document. And the fact of the matter is, it contains things that are God-given, like the right to protest, the right to address your government, or, or address your government for grievances. That is not just an American idea. That is a mankind idea, okay, that they have the right to do that. And they are doing it. Praise God they're doing it. But up with the truckers, let me take you to, to something. Some friends sent this to me yesterday. By the way, Georgia Ann, thank you very much. I think you were the one who sent it, and some people followed you in sending that out. I don't think Georgia Ann sleeps. I, I really don't. <laughs> she's sending me stuff through the night and uh, in the morning and in the evening, and she's just she's in the know. She stays on all that stuff. I appreciate you very much, though, uh, in sending me this stuff. There was a guy... Uh, in America, who called a friend of his in the trucker convoy in Canada. And while, <laughs> well, she's over on uh, Rumble, uh, Bethany, she's over there. Uh, he called up his friend in a trucker convoy, and the friend let him hear what was going on. Now this, I got to tell you, when I read it, uh, again, I'm not kind of a feely I mean, you just have to understand. I, I understand that we should be moved emotionally by the truth. That's what I believe. Today, in the modern American church, you go in and you sing a song that puts you into a trance, and you get the t- the goosey feelies and all this other stuff, and, and you're not moved by truth. You're moved by the music itself. You're moved by emotion. You're not moved by truth. And I don't like that stuff. I think it's manipulative. I think it can be deceptive, especially when you get some guy coming along who preaches a modern gospel. It sets you up for deception. That's what I think. But if you're moved by the truth, that's a whole other thing. And so these truckers and supporters, the guy's on the phone. He's hearing the, the truckers and the supporters singing. And what are they singing they're not singing these things where you do this repetition of the same words, you know, for 11 times until you fall into a trance. That's not what they're doing. They're singing Martin Luther's famous hymn, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. And I'm not going to sing it this morning because people are still asleep, okay? And, and most people would turn the radio off if I start singing. But this comes from a guy by the name of Jim Garlow. It's on Facebook, so I have a link here. This is on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. I've labeled it um, Total Media Blackout of What Canadians Just Did. It's too glorious not to be news. And I, I, I really mean that. I really mean that. Here's what Jim had to write. I've been making calls to the guys on the front line of the Canadian Truckers event. A spiritual revival in my understanding. Amen. Amen. I think that's some of what's going on with people. How can you have a guy speaking to them like Artur Pawlowski, enduring what he's enduring and standing bold as a lion in the face of the hyenas, right? And not be moved from that. He says, one of those I called was Harold Yonker. And uh, you guys see Harold here uh, who are watching the video portion of the radio show. One of the truck drivers and co-owner of Junker. 
trucking company in Canada. He took my call, but he did not say a word because they were praising the Lord. The truckers were standing before Parliament singing, and uh, I've got a picture later on down here uh, of that. And they were singing, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. I had to choke back tears as I listened. I so wish I had recorded it. Imagine with me, if you would, a group of truckers singing these words, knowing that their political leader had just taken action that could freeze all their bank funds, making it, and by the way, the banks are having problems too. They're having some big problems because they're having glitches for trying to comply with the, I would say, tyrannical orders of Justin Trudeau. Why the parliament has not gotten rid of that little guy is beyond me. They, they are either controlled or they're compromised, or both. Making it impossible for them to even make a purchase. Here is what I heard these brave warriors singing, verse after verse, the powerful song, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. And I'm going to read it, because you know what? For a lot of people out there, you know the national anthem is the first stanza. You ought to really go pull that up. Do an internet search and pull up the Star Spangled Banner and read all of the verses. Glory's given to God for what he had done in the midst of the war for independence. But you don't see that in the first in the first stanza. Go and read the rest of the verses and you'll see it. I'm going to read these words because I this is one of my favorite songs. When you when we go to church and they do this, this is a you you belt it out. It is not a funeral song. It is a war cry. Okay, listen to what Martin Luther wrote. A mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark never failing. Our helper he amid the flood of mortal ills prevailing. For still our ancient foe doth seek to work us woe. His craft and power are great and armed with cruel hate. On earth is not his equal. Did we in our own strength confide our striving would be losing. We're not the right man on our side, the man of God's own choosing. Dost ask who that may be? Christ Jesus, it is he. Lord Sabbath, his name, from age to age the same. And he must win the battle. And though this world with devils filled should threaten to undo us, we will not fear for God hath willed his truth to triumph through us. The prince of darkness grim, we tremble not for him. His rage can endure, for lo, his doom is sure. One little word shall fail him. That word above all earthly powers, no thanks to them abideth, the Spirit and the gifts are ours, through Him with us sideth, through Him who with us sideth. Let goods and kindred go, this mortal life also, the body they may kill, God's truth abideth still, His kingdom is forever. Amen, amen, amen. And this is the picture here that He sent of the people who were singing there, that they took a picture and they sent it to him so he he could show you this is where they were doing it and they were singing out there. 
He goes on and he says, I cannot describe what it was like hearing these saints of God within harm's way, thanks to Trudeau, singing confidently, for still our ancient foe does seek to work us. Oh, he put it right on him, didn't he? Or we're not the right man on our side, followed by dust asked who that may be, Christ Jesus, it is he. Or, quote, we tremble not for him, the prince of darkness, followed by his rage we can endure. Or the body they may kill, God's truth, the body is still. He says it was momentous. I think that's an understatement. <laughs> I think that's really an understatement. And then he adds some other things. and I just thought it was a great post. This is why I wanted to read it to you before we get into... How is this biblical? I told Harold Harold a few days ago that I had gone online and discovered that his father, who started their family trucking business, was named George Jonker. As you know, my graduate degrees are in church history, and I have taken people uh, on European church history tours. Now, I didn't, I didn't know this about this guy until you know, he had posted this, including the sites of Martin Luther. And when Martin Luther was being hidden from the authorities who were trying to kill him for standing for truth after his famous, I will not recant here, I stand, I can do no other speech at the Diet of Worms. In 1521, his friends kidnapped him to protect him from the plan by authorities to kill him further up the road. Now, let me just say this. Many of you probably have seen the old Martin Luther film, right? The black and white. I would highly recommend, if you haven't seen the more recent one, and I can't even tell you when it was done. It's been done, I think, within the past decade. Uh, Joseph Fiennes is playing Luther in that. I would highly recommend watching both of them because there's certain things you don't get of Luther in the old black and white version that you get in the new one, and there are certain things in the new one that you don't get of the old one. It's kind of a combination of the two. If you can watch both of them, I would highly recommend that you watch them. I really will. I'll try to remember to put a link up in the archive for both of them so you can pick those up, okay? Um, But he goes on and he says this. They forcibly took him to the castle in Wartburg, where he, in confinement, translated the Bible from Erasmus's Greek text into the common language of the German people, giving the people a Bible that they could understand for the first time. Here is the purpose of this story. While they held and protected Martin Luther, he grew a long beard to make him less recognizable, as he was allowed to move about some and gave him an alias. His new name was Junker George. Isn't that interesting? (laughs) Or George. J-O-R-G. Or George. In some European countries, the last name is said first. So, George Jonker. Isn't that interesting? Neat little piece of history, isn't it? Harold's truck-driving father would become Junker George. And if I may add more reading the Martin Luther connection, the song A Mighty Fortress is Our God, which Mr. Jonker and his truck-driving friends were singing when I phoned him, is based on Psalm 46. When Martin Luther nailed the 95 Thesis on the door which was a common practice as it was a type of bulletin board, of the University Church in Wittenberg, Germany, on October 31st, 1517. By the way, that's we, we don't call it Halloween. We call it Reformation Day. Okay? All Saints Day. Reformation Day, October 31st. Touching off the Protestant Reformation, it was at the base of a large Gothic tower with a rounded dome and spires pointing towards heaven, on which the words are engraved at the top, in, uh, this is going to be tough. I'm going to mess this up bad. 
Einfestberg ist unser Gott. Okay, I'm not even going to try. It's it's German. Okay, those are the opening words of the famous Martin Luther hymn, "A mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark, never failing." And when the Canadian truckers finished singing that great hymn, written in approximately 1528, they continued with amazing grace. I could hear them singing through many dangers, toils, and snares. I have already come. And from that, they proceeded directly into the doxology, which begins with the words, Praise God, from whom all blessings flow. He continues on, Praising God, their emperor czar had just suspended the law of the land, taking away their constitutional rights. And then we talked. In all that is happening in Canada, with all its uncertainty caused Trudeau's ominous fiats, they are at peace even joyous. And he concludes with this. <clears throat> In typical Canadian serenity, he calmly explained, we're going about our day. Folks, you have to read in history about the heroes of history. You now have a chance to watch some. I agree. This is, hit- this is history. This is history, what you're seeing. Your children and their children are going to read about What's taking place in Canada? They are going to read about it. The question is, are they going to read about it from the hands of the tyrant like Lincoln was, what most of you were taught in the War of Northern Aggression? Or are we going to be the victors, and and those people in Canada are going to be the victors, and we're going to write the history, the true history of what went on? Someday you will tell your grandchildren, I was watching. I remember when God miraculously... When God miraculously raised up a group of Canadian truckers to save the world from despotism and tyranny. Now you, again, I showed you the little girl, right? Who was given the the police officer the flowers. Justin Trudeau has called her and her family and everybody out there terrorists, supremacists, racists, homophobe, xenophobe, name the, he's throwing the whole book at them to see if anything is going to stick, and they don't care. He's like a little bully, a little kid on the playground. And as I said yesterday, Justin, if this message ever gets to you, the people are going to come for you, man, and they're going to bloody your nose. And that might be the least that you get. They're going to deal with you. Here's the next thing. Oh, it's a great show, thank you. But we're not done yet. We're going to get through the really good stuff here in just a minute. This is another picture, and I want you to hear and see what's going on. They're singing O Canada. Some of the RCMP police are out there shaking hands with the people. They're embracing one another. Everybody... He's not on the side of Trudeau. (laughs) Now, you know, the other day, we had the RCMP. I've got to turn this down a little bit. It's a little loud. We had the RCMP admitting they vandalized vehicles.
stand on guard for So you hear the people there. You know, in singing the national anthem, there's something about remembering your history, isn't there? There's something about remembering the goodness of God, not just to Canada, but when we sing the national anthem, it's remembering that God is the one who provided our freedom, uh, who provided our security, which I think has been snookered away from us. I think it's been, uh, we've been beguiled, just like Eve was. In fact, boy, I learned, I got a great little nugget this uh, this week. When the Bible uses the term beguiled, you know, we think of deceiving, right? Go do a, a study on the root word there of the Hebrew. It means to lend, to be a creditor, to go into debt. Isn't that what the Bible says that we are? We're debtors to sin, to lawlessness. This is why Jesus had to come and he says, Tetelestai, paid in full. It's paid. Done. The debt's canceled. Isn't that interesting? I ran across that this week. That was my nugget. So you say, well, how is this biblical? Here's the people singing. Here's the people coming and trust. They're just going to stand their ground and they're going to trust God. Now, I'm going to tell you what it reminded me of. It reminded me of Joshua chapter 6 and Joshua chapter 7. I don't know if I'm going to have time to cover all of it. But you know I'm a big fan of just reading the scripture and letting it say what it says. I don't. This isn't hard to figure out, folks. Joshua is or is leading the people into the promised land. Remember, we talked the other day about those who didn't believe God. You're going out in the wilderness, right? But Joshua is going to lead you in, and he does so, and we see it. And there are two scenarios, Joshua chapter 6 in the Jericho, and then we see Joshua chapter 7, which is Gideon and the Midianites. And I want you to check this out. I, I, I always had, you ever see these old Civil War movies, the Revolutionary War movies and stuff like that, and you got these, you got these guys out there playing the drums, right? Or you got a guy carrying a flag out to, <laughs> you know, go fight battle. And in my mind, I got to tell you, I always look like, that has got to be the stupidest position you could be in. Oh, well, they're not supposed to target you. You're in a battle. You're in war. Who made up these rules? You know, I heard this old thing from Bill Cosby one time where he was doing the, you know, if there was a referee at the start of every every war. And so he told the one about the um, the British and the colonists. And he'd do his little spiel, welcoming them to the coin toss and stuff. He says, okay, uh, British, you, you call the co- toss. And he flips the coin, and the British call heads, well, as tails. What are you going to do there, settlers? Well, settlers are going to uh, hide behind the rocks and trees and everywhere shoot at you from anywhere they want to do. Says that your team must wear red and march in a straight line. I always thought that was hilarious. And then he did the same thing with the, uh, the cavalry and Sitting Bull and, and his guys. And, of course, Sitting Bull wins the toss, and he, get, he says... Uh, you and your boys got to wait down at the bottom of the hill while him and all the Indians in the world ride right down on you. Uh, so it was, a, it was a thing like that. And I've never understood some of that stuff, but I guess there's something they're drawing from this. They're carrying their banner. They're uh, doing, they're having music there and such. Yeah, yeah, glory's good. You need to follow that up, though, with uh, Gods and Generals, uh, Mateo. Uh, that one is great as well. Uh, the whole, there's a trilogy there, Gettysburg and all of that that goes with that. But that was uh, Gods and Generals. 
is the third one in that uh, in that series. This is Joshua chapter six. Here's what it says. And bear with me. It's it's a lot of reading, but I think it makes the point of what we're seeing now. The people are standing, and they're singing unto God. Right now, Jericho is straightly shut up. And remember, this is the first city that's taken by the people when they go in the promised land. And God says, and he's going to tell them, you don't touch anything, you destroy everything, you knock, you take everything out, but you don't take anything. It's like it's a sacrifice unto the Lord. It's his, this is his city. So when Jer- Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel, none went out and none came in. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into thine hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of valor. And he shall compass the city, all ye men of war, and go round about the city once. Thus shalt thou do six days. So for six days, you're to march around the city. Okay? And seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of ram's horns. And the seventh day, you shall compass the city seven times. So on the seventh day, you're not going around it once, you're going around it seven times. So six days, one time each. Seventh day, you got some ram's horn trumpets. You're going to go around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. Now, what do we think about the trumpets? Now, I know these are not trumpets like we think of trumpets, but they're still, they're noisemakers, right? And it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down flat. And the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. Now, if let, let me just ask you something. If you were told to do something like this, if God told you to, how many of you would go, okay, how's that supposed to work? We're going we're gonna to march around the city, keep our mouths shut. Seventh day, we're going to march around it seven times. We're going to blow the trumpets. We're going to shout. And the walls are falling down, Really? I mean, most people would say, really? Is that what we're supposed to do? These people obeyed God, unlike their forefathers, who died in the wilderness, who didn't believe God would give them that, right? Yeah, you you see, you guys are seeing some of the symbolism. Uh, Truth Seeker gets it. Truck horns, all this stuff, okay? He goes on and he says, <clears throat> And Joshua, the son of Nun, you know, there's... Um, there was a joke we used to have, you know, the only person in the Bible who didn't have any parents, Joshua, the son of Nun. Ha. That's a dad joke. Sorry. Uh, and Joshua, the son of Nun, called the priests and said unto them, take up the Ark of the Covenant. And by the way, <clears throat> I'm, I've heard since I was eight, nine, ten years old, oh, the Ark of the Covenant. People have seen it. Oh, it's in Ethiopia. Oh, nobody's ever shown squat. OK, and I'm going to tell you why. Because I believe it was destroyed in the temple with everything else that was destroyed in there when the Romans came in 70 A.D. It serves no purpose now. Okay? But the people took, and the Bible says, take up the Ark of the Covenant and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Ark of the Lord. And he said unto the people, pass on and compass the city and let him that is armed pass on before the Ark of the Lord. And it came to pass when Joshua had spoken unto the people that the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horns passed on before the Lord and blew the trumpets and the ark of the covenant of the Lord followed them. And the armed men went before the priests that blew with the trumpets and the re-reward came after the ark, the priests going on and blowing with the trumpets. And Joshua commanded the people saying, you shall not shout 
nor make any noise with your voice. Neither shall any word proceed out of your mouth until the day I bid you shout. Then shall ye shout. Okay? Then shall ye shout. So the ark of the Lord compassed the city, going about at once, and they came into the camp and lodged in the camp. And Joshua rose early in the morning, and the priests took up the ark of the Lord. And the seven priests, bearing seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord, went on continually and blew with trumpets, and the armed men went before them. But the re-reward came after the ark of the Lord, the priests going on and blowing with the trumpets. And the second day... They compassed the city once and returned into the camp. So they did six days. And it came to pass on the seventh day that they rose early about the dawning of the day and compassed the city after the same manner seven times. Only on that day they compassed the city seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time when the priests blew with the trumpets, Joshua said unto the people, Shout, for the Lord hath given you the city, and the city shall be accursed, even it and all that are therein, to the Lord. Only Rahab the harlot shall live. She, remember, she had the scarlet thread hanging in her window. She was a harlot, but she cared for the men of God because she saw what their God had done and she was in fear and she said, Please spare my family. And she cared for the spies. Remember, she misdirected the guys who were looking for them and all that. And they said, if you hang this thread in the, in, in the, in the window, we're going to see it. We know not to touch your house. But if you don't do it, then your blood blood is on your head. Okay, and remember, Rahab, this harlot, became sort of the great 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 grandmother of who? I mean, in that line, physically, if you would say that would be the case of Christ. All right, she shall live, and she and all that are with her in her house, because she hid the messengers that we sent. And ye, in any wise, keep yourselves from the accursed thing. Look at that. Keep yourself from the accursed thing, lest you make yourselves accursed. Why? Because God had cursed the city. And when you take of the accursed thing and make the camp of Israel a curse and trouble it, and we know that one guy did that, and he lost his life over it. Because the next time they went into a city, they got their butts kicked. And I think it was 62 people lost their lives because of this guy's disobedience. One guy's disobedience led to 60-something people losing their life. But all the silver and the gold, vessels of brass and iron, are consecrated unto the Lord. They shall come into the treasury of the Lord. So the people shouted when the priests blew the trumpets, and it came to pass, when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, and the people shouted with a great shout, that the wall fell down flat, so that the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city, and they utterly destroyed all. All that was in the city, both man and woman, young and old, and ox and sheep, and ass with the edge of the sword. Think about that for just a second. They were commanded to kill everything. Everything. Little children, women, men. The animals, nothing was to be living out of Jericho. Imagine what that must have been like. And I think there's a picture there for us too. And this will be an application for us 
Not that we go into cities and utterly destroy them. I don't think that. This is for a specific people at a specific time. You can see it. Jericho, <laughs> people of Israel at the time. That's it. Okay, This is not for us to be going to it. But there is an application because the Bible says that we're to put to death the deeds of our flesh. We're to put to, to death the Jericho deeds in our flesh, our sinfulness. We're to put those to death. Okay, there's your application for it. He goes on and he says, And the young men that were spies went in and brought out Rahab and her father and her mother and her brethren and all that she had. God kept his promise, didn't he? Because the people kept theirs. And they brought out all her kindred and left them without the camp of Israel. And they burnt the city with fire and all that was therein, only the silver and the gold and the vessels of brass and of iron, they put into the treasury of the house of the Lord. And Joshua saved Rahab the harlot alive, and her father's household, and all that she had. And she dwelleth in Israel, even in this day, this is the time it's being written, because she hid the messengers which Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. And Joshua adjured, uh, yeah, adjured them at that time, saying, Cursed be the man before the Lord that riseth up and buildeth his city Jericho. He shall lay the foundation thereof in his firstborn, and in his youngest son shall he set up the gates of it. So the Lord was with Joshua and his fame was noised throughout all the country. Now, that's the first one. The second one is likened to it. Judges chapter 7, the very next one. Then Jeroboam, who is Gideon, and all the people that were with him, rose up early and pitched beside the well of Herod, so that the host of the Midianites were on the north side of them by the hill of Moreh in the valley. And the Lord said unto Gideon, The people that are with thee are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands, lest Israel vaunt themselves against me, saying, Mine own hand hath saved me. Now, there's there's something to be said about this part, too. People, look, you, you notice in both of these that God uses means and accomplishes His purposes. We, we go back to where the people were led out of Egypt, and God parted the waters, didn't he? He didn't need the people to part the waters, but he parted the waters because the, he was delivering the people. Now he's bringing them into the land, and he's using them as means to accomplish his purpose. First, he has them walk around the, the wall, blow the trumpets, make a shout, go in and destroy everything. Now what's going on? Well, he's got people again, all right? He's, and he's got a bunch of people. And here's what we read. The people who are with thee are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands, lest Israel vaunt themselves against me. So God's saying, you got too many people here, and they'll claim the arm of the flesh, their horses and their chariots, you know, that kind of thing, that that's what they're trusting in, their swords or whatever. This is the danger with people who trust in their, their guns. I'm not saying don't have guns. We, we have guns. Don't get me wrong. But my trust is not in the gun. Okay. Now therefore go, proclaim in the ears of the people, saying, Whosoever is fearful and afraid, let him return and depart early from Mount Gilead. And there returned of the people twenty and two thousand, and there remained ten thousand. And the Lord said unto Gideon, The people are yet too many. You still got too many people out there. They're going to claim glory for themselves. And it shall be that of whom I say unto thee, this shall go with thee, the same shall go with thee. And of whomsoever I say unto thee, this shall not go with thee, the same shall not go. So he brought down the people into the water, and the Lord said unto Gideon, Everyone that lappeth of the water with his tongue, as a dog lappeth, in other words, they stick their face down in the water, and they're not looking around at their surroundings, you know, like somebody could sneak up on them or whatever. Him shalt thou set by himself, 
Likewise, everyone that boweth down upon his knees to drink, in other words, they're going to scoop, they're probably going to scoop the water out with their hands, and the number of them that lapped, putting their hand to their mouth, were 300 men. But all the rest of the people bowed down on their knees to drink the water. So you've got some that stick their face to the water, you've got others that scoop up the water, that way they can keep an eye out from around them, and they give themselves drink. But all the rest of the people bowed down upon their knees to drink water. And the Lord said unto Gideon, By the three hundred men... That sounds familiar to the other day, doesn't it? Abram had how many? 318 men that went and fought the kings? Pretty close to the same number. The Lord said unto him... <clears throat> excuse me, I lost my place there. The Lord said unto Gideon, By the three hundred men that lapped will I save you. And deliver the Midianites into thine hand, and let all the other people go every man into his place. So the people took victuals in their hands and their trumpets, and he sent all the rest of Israel, every man into his tent, and retained those three hundred men. And the host of the Midian, uh, Midian was beneath him in the valley. And it came to pass the same night that the Lord said unto him, Arise, get thee down into the host, for I have delivered it into thine hand. For if thou fear to go down, go thou with Fura thy servant, down to the host, and thou shalt hear what they say, and afterward shalt thine hands be strengthened to go down to the host. And they went down and threw his servant unto the uh, outside of the armed men that were in the host. And uh, it says they look like grasshoppers want to jump down because the time's getting short. But the story goes that they're supposed to go out with their torches covered with a pot, they're to break the pots. It's going to distort the Midianites. They're going to give a shout. All right? And they're going to blow trumpets, verse 18. When I blow a trumpet, I and all that are with me, they blow the, ye the trumpets also on every side of the camp. They surrounded Midian and say, The sword of the Lord and of Gideon. And Gideon and the hundred men who were with him are came unto the outside of the camp at the beginning in the middle of the watch, and they had but newly set the watch, and they blew the trumpets and break the pitchers that were in their hands, and the three companies blew the trumpets and break the pitchers and held the lamps in the left hands, and the trumpets of in their right hands to blow withal, and they cried, The sword of the Lord and of Gideon, and they stood every man in his place around the camp. Check this out. And the men of Israel gathered themselves. I'm jumping down just a little bit because I'm running out of time. The men of Israel gathered themselves together out of Naphtali and out of Asher and out of Manasseh and pursued after the Midianites. The Midianites turned on each other in the camp. Okay? And then the people of Israel chased them down and they won today. Now, how does this apply? I see men taking a stand, doing their duty, and letting God fight their battles, and they're giving Him glory for it, just the same way these people did in Israel. I hope you see that, and I hope you take encouragement from it, because you can do the same thing through Him who is greater than He who's in the world. Bradley be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern today. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. We'll talk to you in the morning at 6 a.m. Lord willing. Adios.